You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 47. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jen Snyder, and as always, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. I am so excited to share my last Portland interview with you guys today. I only had one full day in what is quickly becoming one of my favorite cities, and I'm pretty honored to have been able to chat with such amazing people while I was there. Today's guest is Rachel Smith, and if you know anything about the world of craft and DIY blogging, you've probably come across her incredible corner of the internet. She currently runs her blog, The Crafted Life, full-time, and though I don't consider myself to be a super crafty person, uh, I was completely drawn in by both Rachel's aesthetic and by the simplicity of the projects she shares. In the interview, we chat about Rachel's big leap to take her blog full-time, how she makes a living as a blogger, and some of the opportunities she's seen come her way over the last few years. Even if you're not crafty like yours truly, or you don't spend much time in the blog world, I think you'll get a ton from this interview. I know I did. So let's just get to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for meeting up with me here in Portland. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that somebody pointed out your work to me because I went to your Instagram feed and then I went to your blog and I was like, your blog for hours, just like reading through all of your posts and stuff. It's just been, it's amazing. I'm so glad I found you. So now that we got that gushing little (laughs) intro out of the way, for those who might not be familiar with the crafted life, will you share a little bit about what you do for a living? Yeah. So like the name says, the crafted life. Um, So I'm a craft and DIY blogger. So I do photo tutorials of projects Um, And I really try to make them as fun and approachable as possible, um, all while making it possible for people with busy schedules to complete the projects. Yes, and I loved that portion of it that that you kind of pointed out how long everything takes. I love that. So we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so what about your background? Can you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Yeah, Um, it's been an interesting road because I I never planned on being a blogger full-time. Um, So I originally started my blog back in 2011, I think, Um, and at the time it was called 52 Weeks Project, and I was doing one craft project a week because I had a full-time job and I was working 60 hours a week, and I just like, I lost touch with that creative side, so I just wanted to do a blog to hold me accountable, Um, but I didn't read blogs, I didn't do much on the internet except for like Design Sponge. But then as I kept going with it, um, I started gaining a small following, which is exciting. I didn't even know that could happen. And so two years later, which is funny to have the name 52 Weeks Project for two years. Right. Uh, (laughs) But two years later, I started, um, you know, by that point, I was reading all these blogs and talking to other people who were doing it full time and sort of getting like a sense of the space. And so I, um, I rebranded. And I quit my job, kind of on a complete jump. Yeah. So um, I was just like, I'm going to go for it. And, and I did. And now I've been self-employed for um, a year and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I always like to ask really 
creative people and crafty people. Mm -hmm. What they were like as children. So were you always creative? Were you creative as a child? And, and what was what was your kind of childhood atmosphere like? Yeah, so my dad is the best. He just created this environment where I could pursue what I wanted. So I was actually into sports as a, as a kid. I played soccer and softball and all these for 10 years or more. Wow. Um, but then I also had this crafty side and so I would, um, you know, do those like weaving kits for pot holders. I remember and, those. Yeah, right? <laughs> Still hit these days. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and just little projects like that that basically he let me explore what it is that I wanted. And so, yeah. So he, but, he but, kind of encouraged that. Yeah, for sure. And he still, like, to this day is like, oh, he's like rooting for me all the time and it's so sweet. Um, but he himself is not creative. He works in printing and it's completely different yeah. uh, career path, but always supportive. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So... We're going to kind of get into the nitty gritty a little bit. All right. <laughs> because a lot of people out there who are listening might really want to make a living blogging. And yeah. so it's not an easy road at all. And so when, when you decided to kind of take your blog full time, what were the indicators that sort of showed you it was time to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or were there indicators, I guess? You know, I had had a following. Um, my page views were at a good level. Um, I was growing a little bit on social media, but the since the rebrand, I've grown, I think, well over 600% on everything. Wow. Um, which is crazy amazing and so exciting, but I went full-time before the rebrand was done. Oh, okay. So it was sort of this complete blind, blind jump into what I was doing, um, but I knew where I wanted to be. Okay. So um, when I quit my job, because I was working at a startup in San Francisco, and I, I hated it, and I was like, you know what, I've never taken a risk, I'm doing it, quitting. Um, I started doing some freelance photography in the Bay Area oh, okay. to sort of supplement my income and pay for the redesign, because um, they're not cheap. No, they're <laughs> but not. But completely worth it. Um, so yeah, I, I think besides having like the, the traction, it was just my vision, and I was like, well, if I try it and it fails, I'll just get a job somewhere else so sure yeah but since then it's been it's been growing so okay so you just really went for it which is I did it's super yeah. inspiring um <laughs> Thank you. and you know I'm not sure everyone would be like in a place where they could do that um mm -hmm. yeah and but, I understand that yeah but I mean if you don't mind talking about the monetization side because I think mm -hmm. that's that's where people have a lot of questions with blogging so mm -hmm. how do you make a living with your blog? I mean, do you mind going into kind of some of the, the details? Not at all. Okay. I always, I'm always happy to talk numbers because I think it's important um, that everyone in your field um, be on the same page. So everyone has the same mindset when approaching brands ah, okay. because you come across stronger if your numbers are in the same ballpark, I think. So um, the, main, the main thing with blogging is to have multiple revenue streams because not one source of income can necessarily support you, especially if you're a medium-sized blogger, which I am. Um, I know there are larger bloggers who get, you know, twenty to sixty thousand dollars a post, and that's just, you know, there's wow. few and far between. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily the most realistic scenario for most people. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's not really, not really what I'm getting. Just to give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah. We've got to, we've got to keep it real. <laughs> Um, so working with brands is my main 
income source. Okay. And so I will do sponsored content, and um, what that looks like is if I want to work with a glue company, and I use their glue in a project, um, I basically will say a couple things about the glue, maybe link to it in a post, and give them mentions on social media. Okay. And so that brings in the most money because it's, I mean, it's in-stream advertising. Sure, sure. So, um, and my rates have grown over the years too. So even if you start out as a blogger and you're only charging $100 for a sponsored post, like, do that. That's great. you got to start like, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I think my first sponsored post was $100. Um, and now my base rate is 1000 okay. So you can gotcha. always go up. Yeah. Um, and then aside from that, I do some sidebar advertising, which doesn't bring in as much as it used to, um, but it's nice to have. And then I do affiliate links, and then I contribute for other sites, and I have an Etsy shop. So Okay. Yeah, and just any any other thing that can bring in <laughs> revenue is sure. definitely a priority. So. Well, and it's kind of like a freelancer would. You kind of are... Uh, piecing together that, that income to make a full income for yourself as yeah. a full-time blogger. Okay. And so do you see trends in terms of what brands are looking for these days? I mean, do you, has anything been surprising for you or? It's an interesting question. Um, not really. I feel like it's, at least for me, it's been the same the past okay. year. I know when I first started, they, I had a couple brands at least who wanted a lot more for what they were willing to pay. Sure. Um, so I think actually a lot of brands have caught up to this idea that, you know, working with bloggers is valuable and that we're sort of like these tastemakers or um, just a great way to reach a new audience. Sure. And so I think, you know, their budgets have caught up to that and so that's exciting to see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. Yeah, because I I feel like for a while there there was this constant like mostly on Twitter, but the stream of like sure brand X Y Z, I'll do a ton of work for free for no money. Yeah. So I feel like there, <laughs> there was a nice chunk of time there when um like you said maybe the brands hadn't really caught up to how how much work goes into one blog post. I don't think people realize so es- much, especially DIY mm-hmm. and crafting or. Um, home renovations or the, mm-hmm. those those posts that are really hands-on you have to buy the materials in advance and you have to put in all mm-hmm. the work and then you're photographing the work as well so it's not just doing yeah. the project you have to do a step-by-step and I mean how long does a post usually take you Ooh, um from start to finish mm-hmm it would probably take me about nine or ten hours. Yeah, see, to come I don't think post. everybody yeah. realizes that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. glad you were able to shed a little light there on that because, um, and I am glad to hear that sponsors are, or, you know, advertisers are kind of getting on board with that because yeah. I, I don't uh, do a ton of that type of work on, on my personal site, but, mm-hmm. um, but I know for a while there it was just a real issue. So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so one thing I really like about your site, now we're going to talk about crafts and DIY. So one thing I really like about your site is that you've broken down craft projects and ideas by how long they take, because I consider myself a somewhat crafty person, but it it better only take me about 30 minutes, you know, (laughs) anything longer than that. And I lose interest (laughs) or it Mm -hmm. turns out not to be very good. (laughs) So I really appreciate that. I think it's genius. So in what other ways do you hope to make DIY accessible to 
you know, not so crafty people like right. myself. Right. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, how I source my materials. Oh, okay. So I don't, I'm not using like a $900 drill in this project that you have to use and that's the only way you can complete it. Um, a lot of stuff you probably might have on hand already um, or it's maybe 3 to $5 at the craft store or whatever. Um, because, you know, my budget isn't huge, especially since I'm doing multiple projects a week. I can't, <laughs> I can't splurge on, on those things. So yeah, keeping it affordable and approachable. And I think hopefully it's things that people actually want to do or they have some practical, um, I guess, sense to them to where it makes sense that you would make something like that for your home. Yeah, so affordable and then the time that it takes yes. has to be doable for people. It has to be. And like... So that's, that's the one thing I didn't want to lose in my rebrand because, you know, I started the blog as this hobby for my job and it's like I didn't have all this time to do projects. I just wanted to do them and feel or feel f fulfilled sure. uh, at the end of it. So that's, I hope that I've kept that yeah. intact for my... Yeah. <laughs> well, and it seems like it. I mean, as I was going through your blog, I mean, you have a really engaged audience, which is really nice to see. People really appreciate all the work you do so that's awesome <laughs> they are honestly so nice to me and it's like <laughs> I feel very happy because I'm at a level where I'm you know I'm making my income um but no one's been mean to me <laughs> that's so good to hear and I'm like oh, I don't want to leave this like beautiful bubble <laughs> even if it means growth or yeah getting in front of not so nice people's eyes but yeah yeah my readers have just been totally supportive this entire time and I'm so thankful for that that's really good to hear yeah. um, because again you hear a lot about the the kind of ugly side of so bad. the blog world so yeah. um so that's good to hear that you have a supportive readership I'm happy yeah. to hear that okay so you know you talked about how nice your readership is and stuff but sometimes it's really nice to connect in person so have you had any opportunities kind of come from your blog that allowed you to, to kind of meet your readership in person? Yeah, so I I host a couple workshops. Mm -hmm. I did one in LA with West Elm, and then I did one recently in Texas. Um, while my friend was getting married, I decided to throw a workshop in there too. Oh boy. <laughs> and so I hosted a workshop there. Um, but then I also, just a couple weeks ago, actually got back from Craftcation. Oh, right. And so I was speaking on a couple panels there, and then I also taught a workshop. And so I got to meet a lot of people that read my blog. And I'm still always taken aback when someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, I read your blog, and I'm jumping up and down inside and freaking out. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's... They're probably jumping up and down, too, and freaking <laughs> out because they get to meet you. That's so nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so connecting one-on-one -on -one is actually one of my goals for this year. Oh, okay. Um, I do want to host more workshops and travel and, and meet people. Um, and then my main business goal is to get a studio space somewhere by the end of the year so I can just host workshops whenever I want and just sort of have this space where people can come and and craft and make and, and things. Yeah, so are your workshops mostly hands-on, like, how-to workshops? Okay. Yeah, What yeah. are some of the ones you guys, you want to do this year? Oh, goodness, so many. Uh-oh. Um, so I just did a, where you paint wooden beads and make necklaces, uh -huh. and so that was really fun, because everyone can just go out and do their own thing. Um, I mean, there's not that much instruction needed, um, but other than that, oh, goodness. I would like to do something that's a little more advanced maybe that requires like me being a part of it versus just coming around and making jokes right <laughs> and refilling wine <laughs> but 
Well, that's not a bad game. <laughs> yeah. But... I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I haven't thought of the next thing. I've been so so busy on everything. Just else, making but... making the machine work. All yeah. That, doing all the posts <laughs> and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So as I take these road trips, I'm asking people about the city in which they live. So. Mm. What prompted you to settle in Portland? Because I, you know, you worked in the Bay Area. So, mm-hmm. how did you end up here? I don't know if I am settled for good here. Sure. Um, but so my boyfriend has a startup, and he is a solo founder, and he had investment money, and we were in the Bay Area and stuff. Um, and so when I quit my job, it was feasible for a few months. Um, and then I was like, oh, I am paying close to $3,000 a month right. for rent, and I'm self-employed. <laughs> so it was sort of this disconnect on, like, I'm, I'm struggling so hard to make ends meet, and I'm working all the time, but I, I just I couldn't keep up with it and also be creative because I was so weighed down by the financial burden of it. Um, and so we had lived in Portland before even moving to San Francisco, so... Mm. Okay. We sort of came back. Um, we have a little bit of a network here, and it's just it's cheaper here. And so my rent went down by at least fifty percent, oh and my space tripled. So, <laughs> so you actually had a yeah. place to craft as well. Yes. Okay. So I have an office, and I have um, a workshop in the garage where I can make my wooden photo holders with a saw and things. Right. So, right. Um, so that feels really great, and the the people here are great. Um, it's a very maker-driven city, mm-hmm. so it's nice to sort of have that, and you can go out and be inspired and talk to people who are doing um, their own thing, and so that's good. Um, but I don't know, I don't know what's next, or yeah. if we'll be here for that long. Forever and ever and ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I have to tell you, that is one thing I am finding about Portland, is just, it's a maker's city. It really is, and... Um, I, I've been all over, it seems like, today, but it's been amazing to see everybody doing so many different things, um, but everyone seems really supportive of one another, and that's that's always heartwarming to see, you know? Yeah. It's not a competition thing, it's let's all rise together, sort of. And how, how do we collaborate mm-hmm. and whatnot? I know, so I grew up in Ohio, so when I first moved to Portland, I was just immediately taken back by how nice everyone is here. Not that people in Ohio are not nice. They are. Yeah. Um, but it was this, like, overtly nice, or they were just, like, um, verbalizing. Sure. All these nice sentiments and thanking the bus driver and having a random conversation with the stranger just to make you happy. Yeah. So um, that's always a good feeling to be in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've, I've been feeling pretty good while I'm here. So oh, good. Um, okay, so... <laughs> If you had one bit of advice for listeners who maybe want to get into a creative career or, or blogging, you know, it, it doesn't have to be just blogging, but yeah. since that's where your, your focus is, if you have any advice for them, that would be wonderful. Oh, I have so much advice. Um, yeah, let, let us have it. <laughs> okay. So I think the main thing is, you know, first, obviously find something you're really passionate about you're gonna do it all the time um so I work 80 hours a week and if I didn't like crafting or making things I would not do it so first and foremost find that and then from there um find a way that you're different from your competitors Mm. you know do your research um write down physically why you're different or why you hope to be different because 
everybody's unique and you have your fresh voice so you already you already had that down <laughs> um but i think it's easy now with pinterest and all these ideas on the internet to yes. sort of kind of duplicate what someone else is already doing um and so really be conscious of how you're going to make yourself different um because people are looking for that and so that that's that's the main thing yeah yeah no i love that that's great advice okay so where is the best place for people to find your work online? Uh, so that would be my blog, The Crafted Life, which is thecraftedlife.com. And then on all social media, I'm at The Crafted Life. Okay. Um, so Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and also Snapchat now. Oh, gosh, so. you did the Snapchat thing. <laughs> I did the Snapchat. I love it. Do you? Okay. I love it. I have not gotten into it at all. Oh, it's so good. It's, but I feel like all the cool kids are doing it. It's the unfiltered version of my blog. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. All right, well, we'll wrap it up with that. I'm excited to see your Snapchat. Um, and thank you so much, Rachel, for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that I'm here and talking to you. So thank you. She is pretty much the sweetest person. Okay. So as she mentioned, you can find all of Rachel's crafty goodness over at thecraftedlife.com and be sure to check out her Instagram feed. You guys, it is so beautiful. Okay. So just a quick announcement. I will be taking a one week break from the show next week as I prep for what we've got coming up over the next several months. So don't be surprised when you refresh your podcast app and do not see a new show from me on the 16th. I'll be back with new episodes starting July 23rd, along with, I hope, some announcements regarding my upcoming cross-country CYOP road trip. It's all very exciting. Remember, if you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a review. You can also share the show on social media or just tell a real-life friend who might need to tune in. So I hope you all have a wonderful couple of weeks, and I will catch you next time.